everybody. Saturday night. I hope everybody is doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Now, here we go. You know what? This is the thing. You have to take a stand in life. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 37, But let your yes be yes, and your no be no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Jesus says a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. So where do you stand on the issues of today, a Christian should be taking a stand, not hiding behind a false love narrative that says, you know what, I don't take stands because I'm a Christian, so you know what, I don't want to be unloving towards anybody. No, your 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 greatest adherence is, is to the word, not some person's version of love. Remember that. So stand in the word, stand in what is true, and never give evil an inch. You know why you never give evil an inch? If you ask me, Tom, will you ever take the vaccine for COVID-19? Absolutely not ever. I never closed my church, never locked my church down. I've never social distanced. I've never put on a mask, and I never will. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. A kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. I stand in the word of God, which says whatever I bind is bound. Whatever I loose is loose. No plague shall draw near my dwelling. I live in the peace of the word of God. Now here's here's a video we're going to start off with. It's from Tom Elliott at CNN's. And it's at J. Rainier, MD. This is allegedly a doctor. And he says, I do think it's time to start mandating vaccines. This is what happens when you give an inch and they start taking miles. Play it for me. Uh, I do think uh, it's time to start mandating uh, vaccines. And I think that private industry and private organizations will do that. You know, at GW University, where I work, uh, starting uh, this fall, you can't be on campus unless you're fully vaccinated. Look, I think that we're at, in the part of the pandemic now where the, the problem in this country is that 150 million Americans are not vaccinated. Now, half of that uh, uh, number is uh, less than 18 years of age. But let's look at the adults. 75 million adults have chosen not to get vaccinated. And that choice right, has consequences. That is correct. And I'm one of those 75 million, pal, and I never will get vaccinated. Tell me the science behind it. Well, let's look at the numbers, shall we? It's a 99.9% survivable virus. You're more apt to die of the vaccine if you're under the age of 18 than the virus itself. So explain to me. He Remember, he's put it into two categories, 70, 150 million Americans, 75, 75 million of them are under the age of 18. You're more likely to die of myocarditis than you are of COVID-19 post-vaccination. So why in the world would you be taking it? And this guy's an MD. This is a medical doctor. From the age of 0 to 19 years of age, COVID-19 is 99.997 post-infection survivable. From 19 to 50, it's 99.98 survivable. So uh, post-infection survivable. So why would you ever take the vaccine? Why would you do it? It makes absolutely no sense. So there must be something else behind the vaccine efforts, right? There must be something else behind them. Here's another one from CNN, of course, and this is Dr. Leanna Wang. Play it for me. I think this really depends on what it is that we do at this point. So now we have this Delta variant that is much more contagious. Because it's more contagious, it's going to be even harder for us to reach herd immunity. We're going to have to vaccinate an even higher Pause it and bring it back of- to me. Now they're talking about the Delta variant. By the way, we've moved on now to the Lambda variant. Just so you know, the Delta variant is allegedly more contagious. But just so you know, it's far less deadly. But here we go. Another doctor is using it as an, as an excuse to propagate 
uh, vaccine propaganda. That's what she's doing. She's actually saying the Delta variant is far more contagious, but it's far less deadly. Whoops. So what's her intent? What exactly is the intent of all these people? Play it for me. To have to vaccinate an even higher proportion of people to get there. What there happens then if we end up having another variant developing that's even more contagious, that could cause more disease, that could evade the protection of our immune system? And so how quickly we get this under control and which way we go depends on what we do now when it comes to vaccination, to overcoming disinformation. And what we really need to do at this point is to make vaccination the easy choice. It needs to be hard for people to remain unvaccinated. Back to right? me. There you go. There it is. It needs to it needs to be hard for people for people to opt out of vaccination, for people to not get a vaccination. Life needs to be hard. But don't you worry now. Don't you worry because this has absolutely nothing to do with Revelation 13, 16 through 18, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. I know it has absolutely nothing to do with that, right? That's what all the COVID caving Christians are saying. All the Christians that hear people talking. Now, that wasn't a year ago. That was two days ago. These people are saying, you know, we need to make it hard on people who are not vaccinated. And and all the COVID caving pastors that locked down their churches. And to this day, and just remember something. Just because you've reopened your church does not mean you're in right standing with the word of God. In right standing with the word of God is Jesus style out of Matthew chapter four, verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Look at what your COVID caving has done, whether it's church or business or anybody else. Look at, and I know some businesses were forcibly shut down. I get it. Churches, especially here in Florida, were not shut down and never had to shut down and shut down on their own. And many others just needed to stand and take the arrest like the Rodney Howard Browns of the world, like the Arthur Pol- of the world and, and, and Tony Spells of the world and several others that have been arrested in North America, both Canada and in, and in the U.S. You need to stand. Look at where we're at now. Where you have this isn't this is this is mainstream news. These people are unafraid to say that those who are choosing not to be vaccinated, their lives need to be made difficult. This occurred because of the church. Caving. All right, here's election wizard. This is a video out of Tucker Carlson. Here's Joe Biden. Listen for listen to the end. This is where we're going to launch into the rest of this for at least a couple minutes. And Joe Biden talking about how he needs to go door to door. But listen to the statistical data that Tucker starts off with. Play play for me. So you spend so much time on TV and in America more generally throwing your opinions around that sometimes it's good to look at the numbers, the government numbers, and then you can make your decisions based on the data, as they say. So we looked into coronavirus deaths. Who's dying and at what age? We discovered something amazing. The data show that the median age of death for COVID is often older than life expectancy. For real. If you want to get a sense of just how completely they have hyped this virus, turning into something that the numbers show it is not, take a look, for example, at Ohio. The median age of people who died from COVID in the state of Ohio is 80. What's the median life expectancy in Ohio? It's 73. So people who died from COVID were on average seven years older than the average age of people in Ohio at which they died. In the UK, the median age of COVID decedents is 83. The life expectancy in the UK, 81. Again, two years older. Every death is sad. But keep in mind, we just stopped Western civilization because of this virus. 
In a report from July of last year, the CDC analyzed all deaths all right, of the hydrogen. there and put it half screen for me. There you go. Now I want you to see this. Here's the U.S. The average age of death from COVID is 78 years of age. The average life expectancy in the United States is 77. So explain to me why you need to be vaccinated. Explain to me why you need to lock down. The average age of COVID death is 78. The average life expectancy in America is 77. So pastors, explain to me why you closed your churches down. Explain that to me. Explain to me the grievous threat. I gave you the numbers out of the CDC, which is a propagandist organization, which are probably far more in my favor than they're even alleging. But I gave you the life expectancy post-infection. From zero to 50 years of age, post-infection for coronavirus, at minimum, your survival rate is 99.98%, which is better than the flu. In the, the younger you go, the more you're 20, you're seven to 20 times more likely to die of the flu from zero to 19 years of age than you are COVID. So explain to me the exact reasons why everybody locked down and why we closed down, like Tucker said, Western civilization. civilization. I mean, look at the numbers. The numbers do not lie. Jesus says, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. In John chapter eight, verse 45, here's the truth. So why did you, and, and explain to me why you haven't repented, pastors, why you haven't repented, Christians, where you're just going, well, you know what? We were just being precautionary at first. You're not supposed to be precautionary. You're supposed to stand in the word of God. No plague shall draw near thy dwelling. If you call this a plague to begin with, which it's not. So why, why is the Christian church in America not repented? All they've done is reopen, and that's why the Holy Spirit is devoid of their church. The Holy Spirit's not even there. Their churches are devoid of the Holy Spirit because they walked away. They turned their back on the Word of God for absolutely, you never can anyway, but for this, the average life expectancy in America is 77, the average age. Remember, this is the average age of death. So the, really, the average is somewhere between, the, I mean, the, the, what you're using is the average age of death of COVID-78. So really, you're running numbers from 70 to 100, and that's where 70 to 90, and it's somewhere in between. And I, every death is tragic. I understand that. But you don't close down everything on earth. You don't close down the houses of worship for this. You do not do it. Play the rest of the video for me. From February to May 2020. It found the median age of death from COVID was 78. At that point, and for all 12 months of 2020, life expectancy in the U.S. was younger than that. It was 77. Do you think they hyped COVID a little bit? Yeah, they did. If the median age of people dying is older than life expectancy, yeah, they hyped it. But it didn't slow Joe Biden down. Today, he said, the administration wants to go door to door to make people take the vaccine watch now we need to go to community by community neighborhood by neighborhood and oft times door to door literally knocking on doors to get help to the remaining people protected from the virus yeah stay the hell out of my house for i don't need your help help us for what a 99.9 percent .9 survival virus it's an absolute lie in the church in america and the church worldwide a lot of times we used to always pick on the church in america 
because we always say there's these mass revivals overseas and we can't do that here in America. You know what? Everybody closed worldwide. Ever just about 99% of churches or more closed worldwide for that. And now you've got Joey Biden who wants to go around helping everybody going door to door to vaccinate people for what? Of which, by the way, somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 to 150 million Americans, somewhere I believe in the neighborhood of 138 million Americans have been exposed to COVID-19, already have T-cell immunity. And if you give them a vaccination, it kills off their existing T-cell immunity. It already kills off their antibodies already. So here you have Joe Biden, and none of that's recognized. Allegedly, these people are the followers of the science, but they have absolutely no recognition and absolutely, you never hear Anthony Fauci talk about natural immunity and the harm that a vaccination would give to somebody who's naturally immune. So there has to be some other motivation for, for these people to want everybody vaccinated. There has to be some other reason. And people are like, what are you talking, Tom? You're saying that the, the vaccination is the Revelation 13, 16 through 18 mark of the beast? No, I'm not. What I'm saying is that this vaccination is being used to grease the skids for the mark of the beast. You're already seeing vaccine passports everywhere. We'll go into that more later if I have time. But you're seeing that going on. That's the point of this. It's not for health because it's a very survivable virus. Very survivable, from zero to 50 more survivable than the flu. You start to get into trouble. And by the way, 78% of hospitalizations for COVID-19 are people who are obese. So are they going to be sending out people to doors to cut off their sugar supplies too, along with Biden and Jen Psaki? All right, well, here's uh, speaking of Fauci, here's, here's what Fauci has to say. Play it for me. This is not complicated. We're not asking anybody to make any political statement one way or another. We're saying try and save your life and that of your family and that of the community. It's, you know, we have so many things, as you said, so many diseases that I deal with that don't have solutions. It's very frustrating. You don't have a treatment or you don't have a vaccine. Here we have a vaccine that's highly, highly effective in preventing disease and certainly in preventing severe disease and hospitalization. It's easy to get. It's free and it's readily available. So, you know, you, you, you've got to ask, what is the problem? Get over it. Right, Get back over- to me. Well, what the problem is, Fouch, Lawn Dwarf, the problem is this, is that it's already killed 5,000 Americans. It's killed at least, and that's, that, that's where we're at right now. Who knows what it is worldwide? That's absolute fact. That is from the VAERS report. That is absolute fact. It's already killed 5,000 Americans. It's killing people who are more likely to die of the vaccine than they are of COVID-19. And yet this man's not even talking about it. He never talks about vaccine deaths. Why? Because it's a threat to his globalist agenda. Oh, that's right-wing conspiracy, globalist agenda, right-wing conspiracy. Do you read the Bible? Do you read the Bible that there will be a new world order? Do you actually ever read the Bible and start to start to line these things up with the Bible? You know, if we actually would, if the church in America would rise up, we would actually be able to turn this tide. I hope that the church in America does that. Here's Jen Psaki. Play it for me. 
in more healthcare settings and respond to hotspots. The president will outline five areas his team is focused on to get more Americans vaccinated. One, uh, targeted community by community door-to-door outreach to get remaining Americans vaccinated by ensuring they have the information they need on how both safe and accessible the vaccine is. Two, a renewed emphasis on getting the vaccines to more primary care doctors and physicians, something that we've seen there you go. World, word getting out. You, there you have the mouthpiece for the Biden administration. The most, the by the way, I said this on Thursday. The most expensive uh, White House staff that we've ever had in history. Allegedly, these, these people are 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 the Democratic Party are the people for the people, the politicians for the people. They have the most expensive White House. She's the the most expensive. Uh, person on the she gets paid more than anybody else in, in the, on the entire White House staff is Jen Psaki. A bunch of them tied at about one hundred eighty thousand dollars per year. Most expensive White House in history. But there she is out there talking. We're going to be going door to door. We're going to you know get everybody the vaccine again for what exactly? Here's the Daily Wire tweet: Biden administration, we have launched strike forces. Don't you worry. Don't worry. COVID caving pastors. COVID caving churches, COVID caving conservatives. Don't worry. They're going to be launching strike forces to go into communities to get people vaccinated. And again, ask yourself, what are they vaccinating for? This, this is some emergency that, you know, any, like Fauci said, we're trying to save people's lives. Save people's lives from what? From where, where are all the bodies? Where are the bodies in the streets? Where's the big emergency? Oh, Tom, you know, there's 600,000, 700,000 Americans have died. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. It's not true at all. In order for that to be true, then we'd have to have about 3.5 million Americans would have had to have died in 2020. Because in 2018, we had 2.9 million Americans die of all causes. 2019, 2.9 million Americans died of all causes. 2020, in order for there to be 700,000 Americans that have died from some new existential threat like COVID, then there'd have to be 3.5 million people, maybe 3.4, maybe 3.7 million, right? How many people died in 2020? 2.9 million people, again, about 50,000 more than the year before. 50,000 more, not 700,000 more, 50,000 more, which would be a virulent flu season, which we've seen before, which we also saw, by the way, and by the way, none of those were flu deaths because the flu has magically disappeared. So Tom, are you saying that some of these COVID deaths are misattributed and were actually flu deaths? Absolutely. That's exactly, the flu doesn't disappear. The flu kills 30 to 80,000 Americans per year. Did you know that? That's absolutely true. 80,000 Americans died of the flu in 2017, and it's completely gone now. 30,000 the following year, 50,000. It's between 30 and 80,000 every year, and it's magically disappeared. You believe this agenda? COVID cavers? You believe it? Why would you believe it? I know I'm preaching to the choir, but like and share this and get this out to as many people as you possibly can. They need to know the, the, they need to know the numbers. You shall know the truth, and the truth will unshackle you. The truth will set you free. John chapter 8, verse 32. All right, now here's a Benny video. This is Jen Psaki again, propagandist for the Biden administration. Our work, she says, doesn't stop there. We're going to continue to press to get 12 to 18-year-olds vaccinated. (laughs) 12 to 18-year-olds, why would you vaccinate them? 
They have a 0% chance of dying of COVID. And they're not significant vectors of COVID. They don't give it to other people. There is no asymptomatic spread from COVID. They don't get symptoms. Why would you vaccinate them? Because there has to be something else behind it. There has to be another agenda behind it. Tom, you, you, you're talking about vaccines being mark of the beast? No, not. they're a precursor for it. They're greasing the skids so that you have to have a mark. You have to have a vaccine passport, which are already prevalent around the world. You have to have something to prove who you are and that you've been vaccinated or that you're in health compliance because what's coming next is climate change lockdowns and climate change mitigations. But here's Jen Psaki, play it for me. First, is there a target for herd immunity for COVID vaccines? Uh, is it 75%, 80%? What is that goal for the administration right now? Well, Dr. Fauci has addressed this a number of times and has conveyed that oh, herd Fauci's immunity is kind of an outdated it. term. Uh, so we had uh, set a goal of reaching 70% of adults uh, by July 4th. Uh, we reached uh, that goal of adults 27 and older by that date and we're continuing to press to reach it and we will in the next couple of weeks uh, for adults over the age of 18 but our work doesn't stop there and we are going to continue to press to get 12 to 18 year olds vaccinated to continue to for absolutely no reason so why would you be trying to vaccinate people for absolutely no reason it's to usher in another agenda which is worldwide, world economic forum, globalist great reset control. That's what it's about. Please read your Bible and stop discounting things as computer as conspiracy theories. When you're seeing people talking about Excelsior passes in New York, green you, you can't buy sell or trade in Israel right now, right now without a green pass. You aren't allowed in certain buildings without your green pass, which is a vaccine passport. In Canada, they're, they're working on QR codes for everybody's phone that you have to go and swipe your QR code to go into places to buy, sell, or trade. In the European Union, they've already got 13 to 15 countries, countries, countries signed up that you have to have a QR code to buy, sell, or trade. Does this not sound biblical to people? And you refuse to repent? You refuse to say that you were wrong for closing your churches down? You refuse to say that you were wrong for masking up? You refuse to say that you were wrong for vaccinating? Because you're wrong you never should have locked down you never should have quarantined and you're not going to be listen i'm not talking necessarily heaven or hell right here but you're not going to be in right standing with god and especially if you're a christian leader you know first peter 5 8 be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he, whom he may devour was written to pastors and christian leaders you need to go you need to say you know what i blew it I've done it before. I blew it. I was wrong. And now, you know what? I'm saying I was wrong. I never should have locked down my church, whether it was for three days or the whole year of 2020. I was wrong. I want you back. I want you to be open. I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want your church to be vibrant and alive. But if you don't go God's way and say, you know what? I was wrong. It is that hardcore. But let your yes be yes and your no be no for whatever's more than these is from the evil one. That's what Jesus himself said. Here's the Babylon B. Put that up there. There you go. Biden and Saki. Put it on big screen. I'll just read it. There you go. Biden and Saki to go door to door on bikes asking if you have a moment to talk about getting vaccinated. Well, it looks eerily familiar, doesn't it? Let's go to the next one. Get off my lawn. 357 tweet. There we go. 78% of COVID fatalities, 78% of COVID fatalities are people who have a comorbidity of obesity. And he asks, when will the weigh-in strike teams? We already were told, Biden has said, 
Saki and Biden said, we're sending out our vaccination strike forces. Great job. Great job, all the COVID cavers. Now we got the White House. You have the federal government sending out vaccination strike forces. What Get Off My Lawn 357 is asking is when are the strike teams going out to talk about obesity? Because 78% of COVID fatalities, 78% of COVID fatalities are people who are morbidly obese. Whoops. 78% of however many you deem to have died of COVID. And just, and just so we're straight, in America, we are the only ones who tabulate COVID deaths the way that we do, which is what? You're considered to have died of COVID if a doctor presumes that you had it or you actually tested positive for it. You'll t- Listen, unless you're binding and loosing the way that you should, just about every flu season, half of America will test positive for the flu. So half of America will test positive for COVID. So someone tests positive for COVID, gets struck by lightning. We're the only place on planet Earth that actually says that person died of COVID after they were struck by lightning. They do a, they do a blood draw. And they come out, it turns out that the person uh, tested positive for COVID, struck dead by lightning, they put it down as a COVID death. That's absolute fact. Numerous states have been caught over and over by the hundreds doing this, which actually means it's by the thousands. All right, here's Fox News. Here's Fox News tweet. House Freedom Caucus hits back at Biden's door-to-door spying COVID vaccine. Now, these are good people. Representative Andy Biggs, he's the one in the picture. The chairman of the House of, Repre- uh, the House of Representatives' right-wing group with a history of ruffling feathers is leading an effort to call on the White House to explain the constitutional and statutory authority for conducting door-knocking coronavirus, uh, door-knocking coronavirus vaccination campaign. They have no right. They have no right. They have no right. Just every you better stand your ground. This better be your hill right now. You better stand your ground. When they come knocking, you tell them either don't answer the door or you go tell them to go pound sand off your driveway and out of your neighborhood. They have absolutely no right to tell you what to do. People are always like, well, if you're not getting vaccinated, you're a threat to others. Then go take it yourself then. Go take the vaccination yourself. It's so foolproof. You'll go risk it. I know only 5,000 Americans have died from it so far, and we're only six months into, seven months into the year, and 5,000 or more Americans. That's not worldwide. So you're dealing with tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands worldwide that have died of these vaccines. And yet, here we got, here we have the federal government coming in. Knocking on your door to come take it? No, thank you. Let's go to the next thing. Let's talk about being woke tonight for a little bit. This is Lotus Eaters out of uh, out of England. Great show. Play for me. Way, uh, but so this uh, this was published in honor of this video was published in honor of Pride Month, and it's called a message from the gay community. So again, they're trying to assume that they speak for all gay people here, and I'm pretty sure there are going to be lots of gay people on the other side of this issue uh, because they say this. Uh, You think we're sinful, you fight against our right, you say we all lead lives you can't respect, but you're just frightened, you think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. Gay leftists who are like, hey, we're going to corrupt your children. I mean, could you think of worse optics? No, I couldn't think of anything that sounded... Uh, I figure that what we do is watch a clip of it, because you have to see it for yourselves. Do we? Yes. It will convert your children, yes we will Reaching one and all, there's really no escaping it Cause even Grandma likes RuPaul And the world's getting kinder Gen Z's gayer than Grinder. 
learn to love, learn to vogue, face your fate. We'll convert your children. Someone's gotta teach them not to hate. There you go. <laughs> you know, people are like, you know, people just want to live their own lives. No, they don't. They want you to live their life. They want you to approve of their life. Here's what I say about the homosexual community. All right, I've sinned. I've sinned in all different sorts of ways, including sexually. I get it. That's the way that it is. I understand it. But here's the difference is that I've turned from my sin. Homosexuality is hell bound sin. Just like my heterosexual sin was hell-bound sin. Are you preaching that, pastors, or are you afraid? Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. If you don't, you end up with a world like this. This is what we got going on right here. Absolutely no problem. They had no problem with it until everybody rose up against it, and they ended up taking their taking this video down. They, they're actually saying, we'll convert your children. And you know why? So there's so many ARC church pastors out there that these people aren't afraid of whatsoever. As a matter of fact, they attend ARC churches with absolutely no problem because those churches are conviction-free zones where the Word of God is not preached. You need to tell people whatever kind of sin, whether it's lying, fornication, homosexuality, whatever the sin may be, if you don't turn from your sin in Jesus' name, you are hell-bound. You need to tell people that. There's no, there's no equivocation in the Bible. None. Well, that just doesn't sound very loving. That's not, that's not up to you. Love, listen, Jesus is the word. Jesus is God. God is love. So the word of God is love. So when you see something like in the book of Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21, that if you live like this, you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, which includes both sorts of sin, hetero and homosexuality, uh, homosexual sin, that people don't turn from it, they're not going to heaven. You have to preach that. You end up with a world like this in America like that. That was the San Francisco gay men's choir, by the way feeling free to go ahead and say this, that they're going to convert. Listen, if you want to sing about being gay, you want to live in, in, with a man and do all those things, that's your business. I'm really not going to not really worry about it. I'll, be, I'll even be your friend. I've got no issues with it. But if you're going to create a music video when you're talking about converting my children, problem, we, we, we've, we've now flown above the radar, right? And what's the American church do? Oh, we're just too loving to address it. No, you're too cowardly to address it. All right, JR tweet. Why is this not considered racist? Why is this not considered a hate crime? That way till you see it. Why, why do these savages think this is funny? Because they're laughing on the video. Why is this not national news? Play it for me side by side. We got to mute it because there's uh, profanity. Now there's a white kid getting beaten up by a multitude of black kids. Now here's the thing. If this was the other way around, I'd play it on my podcast because I'm truth driven, not narrative driven. Why is this, why is this not national news? Look at what's happening to this person. Look at what is ha what's happening to this person. Why is this not natural? Can you imagine if this was the other way around? Look at what, I mean, this doesn't end either. He gets run down and beaten up some more. Just bring it back to me. 
So why is that not national news? Why is that not racist? Because it doesn't fit the Democratic Party agenda. You need to understand something. You are not a Christian if you're part of the Democratic Party. You cannot be. You cannot be a Christian and be a member of the Democratic Party who is for the unfettered slaughtering of the unborn and gay marriage and for lying continuously. How right there in that video is that not national news of a hate crime, black on white hate? Why? Why is it not? Because we don't deal in the truth. We deal in narratives. You cannot be agenda-driven and truth-driven at the same time. You cannot be dominated by truth and dominated by an agenda at the same time. That's a house divided against itself. What I do here, if that was if that was a bunch of white kids beating up on a black kid, I would put it on this, on this podcast and call it racist. And you know what I'm calling that video? Racist, and it's propagated by the Joe Bidens of the world, by the Kamala Harris's of the world, by our new woke military that is saying, you know what, it doesn't matter what white what black people do to white people and only what white people do to black people what should matter how any person treats any person of any color that's what should that's all that matters it shouldn't even be a consideration of color the people that are living that, that absolutely live everything their whole life is based on the melanin la, uh, level of, of in people's skin they're the true racist whether they act like they are or not even if they're people out there talking about their own white privilege they're the ones who are actually racist all right, more on woke culture. Here we go. I'll read this to you. It's out of the Gateway Pundit. Historic now. 102-year-old, this is how old this statue is. 102-year-old Lewis and Clark and Sacagawea statue toppled in Charlottesville. Too offensive for Democrats. Yeah, play it. You can play it right next to me. You know what we're doing? There you go. You know, crowbarring it down. How does that make you feel about America? I mean, 102 years that statue's been around. And this is what's for how how exactly are Lewis and Clark and and, Sac, and, and Sacagawea? How exactly are they racist? There is listen, listen to all the people getting meaning out of life in this. They're clapping and they're happy about what you can bring it back to me. They're they're happy and they're clapping about what exactly? What what exactly did they accomplish? And that's the same thing with all the COVID stuff. Everybody finds meaning and they think that they're that they found meaning and they found a cause in life because I'm wearing my mask and I'm not spreading COVID. You're doing nothing. First of all, masks do nothing and COVID is nothing. COVID is is another flu bug that kills somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 60,000 Americans per year, which by the way it will do every year. That's the flu. You're like, well, no, they found they've got this vaccine. They've had flu vaccines for years. And now you got the Lambda variant. You just had the Delta variant. You had the Brazil variant. You had the Canadian variant. You had the the English variant. You had the UK variant, all those different Indian variant, all the different variants because they mutate constantly. You cannot have a vaccine for a for a virus. It does not work. All right. Now, listen, I told you earlier, the true reason behind all of this COVID stuff all the whole reason behind it is a globalist agenda to control you, to mark you, to be able to for, to be able to track where it is that you come and go. How could that happen? Well, if you have a QR code on your phone that you have to swipe everywhere you go, oh, that's never going to happen. It's already happening, it's happening all over the globe right now. It's all throughout the EU right now. It's going to be in Canada soon unless somebody stands up in Canada and changes it. It's already happening. It's happening right now. There's an Excelsior Pass that is a QR code in the largest city in America, New York City, unless you stand up. So the whole purpose behind this is not your well-being, COVID-caving lockdown pastors. It was never that. 
It was Revelation 13, 16 through 18 to try to get you marked so that they can decide what it is, that what, what you buy, a cashless society where everything, everything will be digital. Everything will be. But getting back to COVID. So the thing is, that's the whole point of it. Not saying that if you're vaccinated that you've taken the mark of the beast. I'm just telling you that vaccinations are greasing the skids because now they're using vaccinations to then institute COVID, you know, COVID uh, uh, vaccine passports. So that's the whole point of it. It's a globalist agenda. And the next thing that's coming after this is climate. They can't hold on to COVID for forever, but they can hold on to climate for forever. Watch these vid- videos. Play for me. Um, uh, David, we heard from the governor of Washington this week talking about climate change as a permanent emergency. So my question is, how how does the news media cover a permanent emergency? Well, I think being honest that we're already living in a state that would have once seemed to us to be, you know, a state of alarmism and that our storytelling tools need to be commensurate with that fact. We can't shy away from scary projections about the future or the scary facts as we're living them today. I think we also need to start thinking a little harder and be a little clearer in our storytelling that learning to live in this new future, which will continue to get worse, probably considerably worse from here, is not just going to require decarbonizing, although that's very hard. It's also going to require us to be building out more resilience, more um, measures of adaptation. And hopefully, so do you de- see do you see the commonality here? He's asking we're going to have to decarbon. This is going to be hard. The days are only going to get worse. Based on what? Tell me right now. You can send it to me on Facebook. How has your life been adversely affected by climate change? Go ahead and name it. You have the Obamas buying their $11 million mansion on Martha's Vineyard, which Al Gore said would be underwater by now. So you have these people propagating all these dire predictions, just like they do about COVID. Everyone's going to be dead. There'll be millions of people dead. 700,000 Americans have died of COVID when it doesn't show that on our overall death rate. Our overall death rate's the same in 2020 as 2019. It's on the same pace for 2021. But you have the, you're going to have to decarbonize. Things are getting worse. Where? Where are they getting worse? How have they gotten worse for that guy? Could he name it at all? See, what they're doing is it's, ap- it's just bringing in fear. False evidence appearing real. It's, that's all that it is. It's the devil from the beginning coming out of John chapter 8, verses 44 and 45. He was a murderer from the beginning. Everybody on the left, Democratic Party on the left worldwide, are murderers from the beginning. They butcher the unborn to 60 million people per year. 60 million people. That's not even counting what the CCP's doing. The CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, has butchered a half a billion people in the womb so far in their 100-year reign that was just celebrated by the left worldwide a week ago. But you have these people, they're, liar, they're murderers from the beginning. They all have that in common with Satan. Remember out of John 8, 44 and 45, Satan's a murderer from the beginning. He does not hold to the truth. He is a liar and the father of lies. Everything that guy just said was bold-faced lies. Where, where, how's that guy been affected by climate change? Name it. What's, how's it been affected? Absolutely not. It's the same thing with COVID. Where's the evidence? Where are the bodies? Where are the overrun funeral homes? Where's the national shortage on coffins? You're like, well, I know somebody who died of COVID. Well, of course. Well, first of all, they're highlighting, highlighting it. I'm stealing this from John Ziegler. But once you start talking about the Loch Ness Monster, then everybody sees the Loch Ness Monster. If you never said it, and you was like, because there, there is no such thing. And by the way, there isn't. 
then every floating log becomes the Loch Ness Monster. That's what they depend on. So every time there's a warmer season than normal or a colder season, it's climate change when not one of their predictions has come true, just like with COVID. Now here right here is a great summation of the situation that we find ourselves in right now. Play it for me. Now is the historical moment, the time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system. We have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. Now is the time to think what history would say about this crisis. What is it that would make it so that history would look at this crisis as the great opportunity for reset? The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. Rebalancing investment, harnessing science and technology, and advancing the transition to net zero emissions, all elements of the Great Reset are fundamental to building the future we need. Ah, yes, net zero emissions, the great climate cult mantra. The Prince of Wales, the International Monetary Fund, the United Nations, all determined to redesign and reimagine the entire world. What it means to be human, how money works, how political will can be enforced. Basically, the chance of a lifetime coming out of the UN with Gutierrez, coming from Prince Charles, coming from the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, COVID-19, the chance to reset the world. Reset it how exactly? Reset it using climate change, using COVID-19 to then usher in the next thing to control you, which will be climate change. It is coming your way. Do you believe that the Great Reset coming out of the World Economic Forum, do you believe that's some sort of conspiracy? It is not. Listen, John Kerry's involved. Joe Biden's involved. The, Ameri- the United States is involved. Numerous other countries are involved. They have their own website. Here's a little bit of them. Play it for me.
There you go. So look at a couple of main points there. You'll own nothing, but don't worry, you'll be happy. And I just want to ask something. Will the globalist multi-billionaires like Prince Charles and, and Bill Gates and multi-millionaires like Anthony Fauci and everybody else, John Kerry, will they own nothing too? Ask yourself that question. And you're like, Tom, again, what does this have to do with COVID-19? Did you not hear what I played right before that? Which is the same thing. They said that COVID-19 is the opportunity of a lifetime to usher, to usher this in because they've come up with something that unites the world in global stupidity and global compliance, lying to you with absolutely no facts and data that people just do. COVID-19 is an existential threat to your life. You better vaccinate. People just do it. You better wear a mask. You better lock down. You better close your churches. People just do it without any empirical data whatsoever. And there isn't any, there isn't any to back up that COVID-19 is a bubonic plague. Now they're doing the exact same thing with climate. They're, They're saying that a billion people are displaced from climate change. Where, where is it? Where are they being displaced? So here's their list. You'll own nothing and be happy. The U.S. will no longer be a superpower. Interesting. I wonder if China will relinquish its right to be a superpower. Here's a good one. No meat for you. No, no more meat for you. You're going to go with that? Global price on fuel. fuel? Oh, really? See, again, what what did I tell you? COVID-19 is to usher in globalism because COVID-19 is greasing the skids for the Great Reset. And there you have a global price on fuel with Western values being tested to the breaking point. In other words, they're getting rid of them. Here's an interesting viewpoint on the Great Reset. Play it for me. So here's how it'll work. Under the World Economic Forum's vision, governments and the super rich who already control the governments will own everything. That's a win for them. Meanwhile, you own nothing, which is a win for you according to them. But you'll be allowed to rent things from the government that you need, like clothes, shelter, and a pacifier for your baby. You'll also receive an income from the government. Sounds great, doesn't it? This just in! We're already doing some of that. They're called stimulus checks. In this innovative vision of freedom, you'll be completely controlled by the government because you're completely dependent on the government. I smell a social credit score. Will there be a social credit score that requires you to be strictly obedient to the government in order to receive your meager rations? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Does the World Economics Forum vision sound like socialism, communism, and totalitarianism? No, because they're calling it something different. The Great Reset, actually. First, let's... There you go. That about sums it up. Kyle Morris tweet, if you guys throw that up there for me. Here we go. For the second time, now here's one of the biggest advocates of the World Economic Forum. Alleged alleged climate change czar, climate change advocate, whatever it is you want to call John Kerry, flies all over, like just like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, flies all over preaching about climate change in their private jets. Here's, here's John Kerry, who went and received a, recently in the last year, received a climate change award that he flew to in his private jet. So here you have it. For the second time, former U.S. Secretary and current Secretary of State and current climate czar, John Kerry, has been spotted ignoring federal airport mass mandates. Throw the next one up there. There he is once again. He's already been caught before. Now, why is that? See, I want you to see the connection. Here's Mr. Climate Czar, and he also believes, that's this is what he says, understand the lies from both ends. Does he really believe 
that his beachfront property is ever going to be underwater? Absolutely not. Does he really believe that COVID-19 is an existential threat to his life? Absolutely not. So what could be his motivation for propagating that you could lose your life from climate change or you could lose your life from COVID-19 for his own personal gain to usher in a globalist agenda of which he's a billionaire, of which... The billionaires will keep all their money, but you'll own nothing and be happy. And you will get your monthly stipend from them as long as you swipe your QR code in the right places at the right time. All right, Spit and Chicklets video. Here's the street. I just threw this in here. Here's the streets of Montreal. This is going on right now. Um, this is the Stanley Cup. Yeah, put it side by side. That's good, Aaron. Thank you, brother. So there they are, side by side. Now this is, right now, they're arresting pastors. <laughs> Same country, they're arresting pastors for conducting church services, but this is allowed. So tell me there's nothing else behind this, right? COVID caving pastors in Canada, you're so cooperative. You're, 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 you're pastors of the community, your community partners and your good neighbors, and you're looking out for the health of everybody. You're doing the right thing. You're saving lives. Do you not see what is going on? This is allowed in your country, but Arthur Pulaski's arrested. Pastor Stevens is arrested. Rodney Howard Brown's arrested. Tony Spell's arrested. Yes, there's two and two, two Canadian pastors, two American pastors, but this is allowed. You don't see that there's another agenda behind this. The agenda being the mark of the beast out of Revelation 13, 16 through 18. That is it. Globalism. And all the pastors and all the Christians, you quarantined yourself? You strap masks on and you turn your churches into a vaccination center? All right, changing subjects here. I want to go into this. We need to talk about tyranny. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. This is Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. This is a Julie Kelly tweet. Put that up there for me. I'll just leave, uh, leave this here. Put the first slide up. There you go. The DOJ is going to spend $6.1 million on a January 6th database. Where is the Antifa? Remember that I, I call it this. People call it the, the 1-6 riot, the insurrection. I call it the January 6th great trespassing. That's what it was. There wasn't one firearm found on one protester. The only person shot and killed was Ashley Babbitt. That is it, a protester. There was not one firearm found on one protester on the Capitol on January 6th, not one. So, But they're putting a database together for that. What's the count so far? So there's been zero people that were killed, zero from 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 January 6th, zero people killed with the exception of a protester. But... Antifa and Black Lives Matter up to date are responsible. This is just since the George Floyd, George Floyd um, death. They're responsible for 30 deaths and $2 billion worth of damage. And they're estimating that the damage to the capital is around $1 million, if that. So there's no database for Antifa, no database for Black Lives Matter. It's as if the DOJ has given up on investigations other than January 6th. That's absolutely correct. Throw the next one up. Marjorie Taylor Greene, the DOJ to just release the over 14,000 hours. They've refused. They refused to release the name of the officer who shot Ashley Babbitt, which I actually have right here, came from the Gateway Pundit. They've refused to release that. They've refused to release anything having to do with that investigation. This is America. Remember that. You have FOIA, Freedom of Information, right? 
This is an American. They have 14,000 hours worth of video. I'll read the reader tweet. The DOJ should just release the over 14,000 hours of surveillance video that the taxpayers already paid for instead of creating a controlled view of January 6th that cost 6.1 million taxpayer dollars. Then everyone can see what happened. What is there to hide? Exactly. Release it all. I'm good with anything. It's just like I want audits of every election. I want an audit. What if you don't want an audit? Why would you not want an audit from November 3rd? Why would you not? If you really believe that Joe Biden legitimately won the presidency, why would you not want an audit? Why are they not conducting investigations into Antifa and Black Lives Matter? What's been, remember, they, they, we've been hearing this now from Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Christopher Ray for a year now that the greatest existential threat, the greatest threat to America is white supremacist terrorism. Where is it? Where's the white supremacist terrorism? There's, you know, we had 30,000 troops in the Capitol. They're just now taking the fence, just now taking the fence down from the Capitol today and yesterday, just now taking the fence down. Where, where's the threat? Where's it? Again, see how the lies are? Lies about climate change. Lies about COVID-19 to usher in their leftist Democratic Party globalist baby butchering agenda. That's what it's all about. That's really it. All right, what's the, what do we got? All right, Julie Kelly tweet. No, no, next thing, video. I'm sorry, I'm off now. All right, this is Tucker. This is actually, I got confused because Julie Kelly's on this part. Play it for me. Don't we know about January 6th that the government knows? What are they hiding from us in this moment when they're telling us we need to know more? What should we know now? Well, the identity of the federal officer, let's keep in mind that the U.S. Capitol Police Department is a federal agency. We don't know the name of the officer who shot and killed an American in the U.S. Capitol. We also are not privy to 14,000 hours of surveillance video that the U.S. Capitol Police, you see a common thread here, um, refuses to make public to uh, the American people. Maybe Liz Cheney or Nancy Pelosi can ask that in their, uh, you know, truth, truth task uh, commission that they're trying to find out uh, what happened on January 6th. Um, so those are just a few of the key questions. Yeah. Also, why did U.S. Capitol Police let people in the door? Why did they talk to someone like Jacob Chansley, who now is languished in uh, solitary confinement in jail for six months, denied release again uh, this week? Also, why see, I'm, I'm sorry, officers... may, may I pause? Jacob Chansley is the guy who was dressed in like yes. Chewbacca, the Chewbacca guy with the horns. Wait, is he right. charged with violence? Did he commit a violent no. crime? Does Vladimir Putin keep hundreds of unarmed, nonviolent protesters in solitary confinement for six months when they protest his regime. If he does, I'm against it. I just want to say that. Do, does he do that? Do you know? You just completed the circle again, like Nicole yeah. Wallace said. I mean, now it's Putin down to Jacob Chansley. I mean, Putin. it all makes so much sense, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. Um, no, he has not committed uh, any violent crime. Uh, the judges, so this is D.C. judges, D.C. prosecutors are torturing this man who committed no violent, uh, no violent crime. But we also, Tucker, need to know why police officers were attacking peaceful protesters outside the Capitol, provoking them with things like flashbangs filled with rubber pellets, sting balls, uh, dousing them with tear gas. So these are just a few of the questions out of dozens uh, that we need to ask. And again, maybe Liz Cheney, our friend uh, who uh, pretends to be on our side, can pose those questions as part of Nancy Pelosi's commission. Yeah. So who shot Ashley Babbitt from the Gateway Pundit? U.S. Capitol acting sergeant at arms accidentally confirms that Lieutenant Mike Bird killed Ashley Babbitt. Play it for me. We were in close contact. The situation where you discussed where 
Officer Bird was at the door uh, when Miss Babbitt was shot. It was it was our uh, Sergeant Arms employee who rendered the aid uh, to her. There you go. In June, Ashley Babbitt's husband, Aaron Babbitt, and attorney Terrell Roberts joined Tucker Carlson to discuss the murder of Ashley Babbitt. Attorney Terrell Roberts confirmed during the show that the officer who shot Babbitt is the same Capitol Hill police lieutenant, Mike Bird, who left his loaded gun in a men's bathroom on Capitol Hill on Tuesday. The Gateway pundit confirmed that Lieutenant Mike Bird was named in 2019 as the officer who left his gun in the men's room. That's who killed Ashley Babbitt. I want a full investigation. I want justice. Listen, we're going to be closed out. We'll be off of CTN in a minute. Hang on for about 30 seconds to a minute, and my podcast comes back on social media, and there'll be a bunch of videos that I haven't played yet that you've got to see. I love you all. God bless you. Join me here at Foundation Church tomorrow. Bless you. Thank you so much for watching the Tom Lively podcast tonight. We appreciate you tuning in. Mainstream media is no longer reporting honestly about what's going on in and around the world. It is our goal to get the truth and facts out to the people who are tired of hearing the lies of the media. If you enjoyed watching and want to help us make sure it continues, you can invest in the program by going to TomLipley.com and clicking on Give. Thank you so much for watching, and we hope you tune in again.